Welcome to track number four of Love in the Mega Church. Five, number six. The Holy Spirit causes the establishment of the ministry offices. Ministry offices. Which are, there are five of them. Number one, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Amen. Amen. So when the anointing is there, or the Holy Spirit is there, these special offices of ministry become very well defined and very well established. And they all perform their specific role beautifully. Amen. Are you understanding why the Holy Spirit must come? Oh, are you there or you've gone home? Sit up, everybody. Sit up, sit up, sit up, sit up. You're already up. Okay. When the... Have you got the last point? Okay, that is your problem. The Holy Spirit causes the establishment of the ministry offices, which are apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. These are the five ministry offices. What are the five offices? The apostle is the thumb. Everybody lift your thumb. What does the thumb do? The thumb can do everything. Can you look at your thumb? If you put your finger straight, you realize that it's the thumb which can touch all the... But the others cannot if you keep your hand straight. Your little, this thing cannot... Unless you move your thumb. So the apostle is the person who can do everything. He creates. Apostle is the creator. He starts the things. And people are able to continue. But he's able to create. So that there is a new church. A new ministry. There's an anointing to begin. So that the thing comes into existence. That's why Jesus was called the apostle. And that's why Paul was an apostle. He went and he began. That is why the twelve apostles are called the twelve apostles. You could call them the twelve beginners. Or the twelve starters. Or the twelve creators. Hallelujah. They created a foundation for us all to come and continue. So we are all building, the Bible says, upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And that is why an apostle has to be able to do everything. Because when you are beginning things, you must be able to evangelize. You must be able to operate like a prophet. You must be able to pastor people. You must be able to teach them. You must be able to do everything. Because all demands will be placed upon you. But as the church develops, then you find out that there's now a pastor. There's now a teacher. There's now an evangelist. So the apostle does not need to do all those things anymore. But when the things are beginning and being created, often he has to even demonstrate what an evangelist is so that evangelists in the church will rise up and begin to copy that thing and say, this is how we are supposed to go as evangelists. It is the anointing of the Spirit that creates an apostle. It's the anointing of the Spirit that creates a pastor. It's the anointing of the Spirit that creates a prophet. These are powerful means. So when you have an apostle at work, oh, he will just be starting things, doing things. Many times the apostolic anointing has been upon my life. And that is why we have been able to do certain things and create certain things which did not exist. Recently, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine and I told him, we are going to start a church in Australia. Then he just looked at me and he laughed. He said, for you, when you do this, you have started a church. (laughs) He said that, he said, starting a church for you is like, and then the church has started. That is how easy it is for you. Because he has been preparing for several months and years to start one branch. He has not even started one yet. Amen. So the apostle, I'm not saying that I'm an apostle, please, but I'm, I'm saying that you, and you, don't, you can operate in different anointings at different times. 
You get what I'm saying? But when the, and those of you who have gone out to start churches, you have operated under apostolic anointing. It's apostolic anointing that enables you to start something new. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Many people run away from it. They prefer to pastor one that is already there and to go and start a new thing in case it doesn't work. Amen. But when you are under the apostolic anointing, you've got to be able to witness. You've got to be able to teach. You've got to be everything in one. I remember when I started a church in Geneva. I will never forget the first Sunday. Oh, I was, I was jack of all trades. I arranged the chairs. I set up the instruments. If, were there any instruments at that time? No, not really. I preached. Then I sang. I, did, I taught the people songs. Uh, that was one of the things that pushed me into praise and worship. A little more. Huh? Then I took the offering. Then I took the announcement. And I did the benediction. Altar call. I introduced myself. When I finished leading the praise and worship, then I said, okay, we take, uh, then, okay, we want to welcome myself to come and preach. Okay. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. When you are starting, you are everything. So that's why I just wonder when you see a brother in church who doesn't want to help with the equipment, don't know how to fix, don't know how to arrange chairs, drums, everything. There is something in it. You learn. What about if you are on your own? You know, I taught the drama in Geneva. I taught him how to play. He's called Jimmy. He's now a pastor. I taught him how to play. I taught him, first of all, how to fix the drums, how to screw them. How to fix the vellum's on and to fix the legs and to arrange it, to fix the bass pedal and to fix the vellum's on the thing and arrange the thing and put on the hi hat and the cymbals, everything. Then I showed him, you press your boom, then with your right hand you press, then you press this one with the left hand. So, I said, you gotta practice it. Then he started practicing. Amen. Then I called my little sister and I said, Look, this is G, this is C, this is D. You get it? Learn how to play the chord. And I told her that I, I sang a song for her. You see, now play the chord. And I showed her how to play. I said, You can play just by listening. She had not done it before. So I said, I taught her one, two, three. I taught her how to play. And the bass guitar. And I said, Come. You see? Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Oh, I also play the bass guitar. Only that I don't want to show my skills sometimes. Because the bass guitar, I know some basics. I know some basics. I can hold it and play. Even praises I can play. Yeah, I can play. And then rhythm guitar, I can play rhythm guitar. I can play a little lead. I showed them all. Then they started. It was very funny when they were playing. Everything mistakes. (laughs) But with time. Amen. (laughs) Now you should go and see them singing and playing. Very good. I just don't understand why some brothers make themselves diplomats in the church and they don't want to learn how to connect. There are some brothers who think that the, the sound is coming from here. There are some people who think that as I'm speaking that the sound is coming from here and you are a brother. If a sister thinks that the sound is coming from the microphone, I can understand it. But you, a brother, you think that the sound is from the microphone. It's not from here. It's from the speaker. <laughs> Amen. Cat, you, you don't know where you will be tomorrow. That's why my people in the universities, I, I encourage them so much to do their best. Today, Elder Joe, he was an elder in uh, Legon. He has experienced almost everything. He has been criticized. He has been faced. He has started a church. He has preached. He has taught. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, he has done all. Today he's in Gambia. And I am very confident of his abilities. Because I know what he has been through. And I know that he's very capable. Just because he has done all those things before. You never know where you'll be. 
God has blessed him with a good job over there. Suddenly, it just went up. Pa, pa, pa. Straight away. Blessed. Amen. So, I, 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 I don't know why people don't want to withdraw themselves or stay back. Hey, Pastor, because the Pastor has not given us a place to work. No. You don't have to wait for a place to work. You can rise up and do great things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because our church is based on witnessing and gathering people. When the Holy Spirit is at work, he will create apostles. Then he will create evangelists. People who can minister to unbelievers to be saved. That one too, you need a heart for it. It's what I call a thankless job. When you are a pastor, the members will love you. They will come to you and say, Pastor, I'm so blessed. Thank you for, you've changed my life. They will write nice letters to you and they will tell you how your ministry has changed their lives. And they will say, Pastor, don't stop. But an evangelist, nobody will write to him. Because of the many people who give their life to Christ, many of them will fall away. And they will not even remember that it was through that day that they got saved. And then you, if you are transported to the place from Accra to Kumasi with our truck is more than 200,000 cities. But you are in your church, you are a pastor, you don't, you don't do anything, you don't take any truck, you just there, you preach. Ah! Money is rolling. But when the evangelist is there, he brings more people. More people. Amen. 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 Are you listening to me this morning? When the pastor, then there comes the pastor who gathers. Evangelist tells people that you've got to be saved, but then the pastor now begins to gather. Pastor's anointing is the gathering anointing. Gather people. So when the pastor is at work, people keep coming more and more. And so the converts begin to stay. Is the church not growing? Somebody has begun churches for people to pastor. Somebody has created things for people to use and enjoy. Evangelists have gone to save all the people. Now the pastor is coming to gather them. Then the teacher, he also gets up and he comes to explain the things to the people. Now the people have understanding. And they become more stable, more solid because of the teachings that they have. Our church needs the shepherd's camp. And we need the teachings. We, have. we actually need them. People do not become loyal by osmosis. People do not become anointed by osmosis per se. People have to be taught. That is why you know, during the communist era, they took so many young Ghanaians to Russia to indoctrinate them and to teach them. They took people to Cuba to indoctrinate them and to teach them the principles of communism so that they would believe it. Anything you tell people, you teach them, they grow in what you teach them. And that is why Jesus went about preaching and teaching the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the teacher comes. Then there comes the prophet. The prophet is the one who comes to speak the word of the Lord. And he comes to frighten people. And make people afraid of God. Because as the church grows, people don't fear God anymore. Amen. Is it not true? People don't fear God anymore. But when the prophet comes and tells you that yesterday at 3 o'clock, you were here. This is what you did. This is what you were doing. You will be afraid. You will fall down and say, oh God, have mercy on my soul. So the word of the Lord comes to straighten the church. And to keep the church on a certain road. That one too, when the church is going astray and we are falling away, 
from grace and we have fallen away from the will of God. We are no longer bringing check growth and doing what God, and God sends the man of God, the, man, the prophet, and the prophet because it, that says the Lord. We are falling. Return to your first love. Well, amen. 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 Will the church not grow with all these things? Huh? How many think that the church will grow when the Holy Spirit... So as we are here at this camp, several people are going to receive pastoral anointings. In fact, you are receiving it right now as I'm talking. Several people are going to receive teaching anointings. Teaching anointings. Teaching anointings. That means you'll be able to... Some people cannot teach. No matter what they do, they can't teach. It's also an anointing. There are some people who can make you happy, but they can't teach you anything. You listen to people when they are preaching. It's, it's, it's a gift. Some people can, you, when, you, when you finish, you are just blessed. But you don't understand anything new. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are just blessed. You know that you are blessed. God, the Spirit of God was there, and the man was anointed. But there's nothing new. There's, no, there's nothing that you've learned. There's no information. It's just the reality that I'm blessed. For instance, at the last Miracle Wave convention, there were some days I taught and there were some days that I preached. If you are observant, you will know. One of the days, I flowed in the teaching anointing. On another of the days, I flowed in the preaching anointing. They are two different things and they have different effects. The teaching anointing lasts longer, has a more sustained effect, it stabilizes serious Christians who prefer the teaching message to the preaching message watery Christians would prefer the preaching to the teaching oh yeah because the 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 serious Christians want more food more food to eat but the airy Christians they just want to be happy if you are transported to the place from Accra to Kumasi with our truck is more than 200,000 cities but you are in your church you are a pastor you don't you don't do anything you don't take any track you just there you preach ah man is rolling but when the evangelist is there he brings more people more people amen 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 are you listening to me this morning when the pastor then there comes the pastor who got this evangelist tells people that you've got to be saved but then the pastor now begins to gather pastor's anointing is the gathering anointing gather people so when the pastor is at work people keep coming more and more and so the converts begin to stay is the church not growing somebody has begun churches for people to pastor somebody has created things for people to use and enjoy evangelists have gone to save all the people now the pastor is coming to gather them then the teacher he also gets up and he comes to explain the things to the people now the people have understanding and they become more stable more solid because of the teachings that they have our church needs the shepherds camp and we need the teachings we have we actually need them People do not become loyal by osmosis. People do not become anointed by osmosis per se. People have to be taught. That is why, you know, during the communist era, they took so many young Ghanaians to Russia to indoctrinate them and to teach them. They took people to Cuba to indoctrinate them and to teach them the principles of communism so that they would believe it. Anything you tell people, you teach them, they grow in what you teach them. And that is why Jesus went about preaching and teaching the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the teacher comes. Then there comes the prophet. The prophet is the one who comes to speak the word of the Lord. And he comes to frighten people. And make people afraid of God. Because as the church grows, people don't fear God anymore. Amen. Is it not true? People don't fear God anymore. But when the prophet comes and tells you that yesterday at 3 o'clock, you were here. This is what you did. 
this is what you were doing you will be afraid you will fall down and say oh God have mercy on my soul so the word of the Lord comes to straighten the church and to keep the church on a certain road that one too when the church is going astray and we are falling away from grace and we are falling away from the will of God we are no longer bringing church growth and doing what God and God sends the man of God the, man, the prophet and the prophet who comes and that says the Lord we are falling return to your first love well amen amen, amen. amen. will the church not grow with all these things huh? how many think that the church will grow when the Holy Spirit so as we are here at this camp Several people are going to receive pastoral anointings. In fact, you are receiving it right now as I'm talking. Several people are going to receive teaching anointings. Teaching anointings. Teaching anointings. That means you'll be able to... Some people cannot teach. No matter what they do, they can't teach. It's also an anointing. There are some people who can make you happy, but they can't teach you anything. You listen to people when they are preaching. It's, it's, it's a gift. Some people can... You, when, you, when you finish, you are just blessed. But you don't understand anything new. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are just blessed. You know that you are blessed. God, the Spirit of God was there and the man was anointed. But there's nothing new. There's, no, there's nothing that you've learned. There's no information. It's just the reality that I'm blessed. For instance, at the last miracle wave convention... There were some days I taught and there were some days that I preached. If you are observant, you will know. One of the days, I flowed in the teaching anointing. On another of the days, I flowed in the preaching anointing. They are two different things and they have different effects. The teaching anointing lasts longer, has a more sustained effect, it stabilizes. Serious Christians who prefer the teaching message to the preaching message. Watery Christians would prefer the preaching to the teaching. Oh yeah. Because the, 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 the serious Christian want more food. More food to eat. But the every Christian, they just want to be happy. Oh yeah. Tell my church, when he, when he took the church, they were about how many? 60 people or 70 people. 30 people. Yeah. Now, now you can have about 500 people there. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, people who are nothing eh, are becoming something. And the members, small grasses, they are becoming big grasses. The short trees are becoming big, big ones. So, we are going to ask for it. And we are not only praying for ourselves, we are praying for lighthouse everywhere everywhere because God is giving us more than just Ghana, Accra. No, it's bigger. If ever there is a coup or a war or one of those Liberian or Sierra Leonean type of beasts, the church will continue. Oh yeah? It will continue wherever we are. It will just continue flowing because we are not only in Ghana. We are everywhere now. I said we are everywhere. I said we are everywhere now. I see you everywhere in Jesus' name. Everybody should make a passport. Yo, I went to the wise is enough. Ladies, God is going to use you mightily. A new anointing. The anointing for the pastor. Anointing for the prophet. More prophets are good. Not bogus prophet who sends spies to come and write people's car numbers. And then they will, they, will, they will have a, a list of car numbers in their pocket or in their Bible. GT1134A. And they will come and start. Mrs. Osaya Nkuma, come. Is there somebody called Mrs. Osaya Nkuma? Come. Your car number, GT1134A. She has mentioned your car number and your name. This is what the Lord says. The Lord says you must move from Kumasi to Accra. You have two cars. The Lord says that one of the cars is for the ministry. 
That's what some people have been doing. If those, if that is what a prophet is, then I am an astronaut. If that is what a prophet is, then I am an astronaut. I go to space and come regularly. (laughs) Amen. 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 The Holy Spirit. What are the reasons? Number one is what? Why the Holy Spirit associated with the church? Number one is what? Because the Holy Spirit is like rain. The next reason is because what? Pardon? He's doing what? She causes the separation and scattering. Are you going to be separated? Are you sure? Are you just saying it? Only great men say something and do it. As for saying, we can all say. You take the ring like that. With this ring, I do what? I give it to you with all my heart. I believe that this marriage is forever. In prosperity and in adversity. And what else are the raps that we give? This is my love and my faith. I forsake all others. And keep me only unto thee so long as we both shall live us. See some people just six months. What is a ring? Tell your mother to come and collect all the things from the house. You see, that's why you watch somebody's marriage to watch how he'll be in the ministry. Watch the marriage. Oh yeah? Because a person who says A and does not do A in this area, he will do it in the other area. When a person is disloyal to another person and he comes to you claiming to be loyal, it's not true. He will be disloyal to you as well. You think you are special. When you see a man who has forsaken his wife and is following you, a young girl or whatever, do you think that after you have also grown a little or he's tired of you, he will not forsake you and follow another? There are men who have as many as 16 girlfriends at the same time. At the same time. And many have two and three. Many married people have an extra woman on the side so that when their wife is tired, they, they have some recourse. What's the third reason? More prayer. More prayer. Amen. More what? Prayer. How many know that when we pray more, God is going to give more growth? Next reason. He's the spirit of loyalty. Next reason. Signs and wonders, which is what? Catalyst. Huh? The greatest catalyst of church growth. Give me a chemical reaction with a catalyst. Cu plus H2SO4 goes to CuSO4 plus H2. What is the catalyst? Ni in the middle, nickel. Please, somebody should go and check whether it's correct or not. Otherwise, we have taught a false doctrine. (laughs) Pastor Hamish, I'm putting you in charge of that. You brought that revelation. Hallelujah. And what is the next reason why the Holy Ghost is associated with the mega church? Establishing the ministry office, which are what? The apostles. Do you want more apostles in the church? More people we can send to a country and say, go, 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 go. Number two, prophets. Do we want more prophets? Number three, do you want more evangelists? Yeah. Number four. Do you want more pastors? Yeah. Number five. Yeah. 
teachers which one do we want most of of the five which one do you want more of how many want more apostles you can only choose one I want you to choose which one you think is most important for you alright so those who are voting for apostles stand up please you want more of apostles more of apostles alright you can be seated number two more prophets prophets <laughs> in Komsha there are very few number three <laughs> evangelists how many want more evangelists stand up hey the evangelists are trying to become a lot <laughs> all right number four pastors how many want a lot of pastors more pastors <laughs> the pastors are the fewest i see the next one teachers how many want a lot of teachers <laughs> so who has won? Teachers. All of the above. Only one vote. Who wants to have more apostles? I just want one person to come. The one who wants more prophets should also come. Come, quickly. Just one person each. Who are you coming for? Apostles, come. Prophets. Who wants Larry, come. You want more what? Teachers. More pastors. Very few people wanted a pastor. Pastor. Pastors, okay, come. Now that you are far away. Teachers. Who wants teachers? Anybody? Ah, you've come for teachers already. You are for pastors. What don't we have? Evangelists. Who wants for evangelists? Huh? You voted for evangelists? Okay. Form one logo, logo line here. Come this way, my brother. Why do you want, you want more what? Apostles, tell us why. Because Brother, hold mic. Uh, thank you. It's the first gift that Christ gave. And then, according to the explanation that Bishop gave, when you become a, a, the office of an apostle, is to manifest in, in the other offices. So with that, you, super, you supersede all the other ones. And... And you have all these qualities in you. Thank you. You want what? Evangelist. No, let's go. Okay, evangelist. Uh, I also believe in evangelist because when Jesus was going, I mean, it's like in everything, the beginning is not that does not matter. It's the end. So when Jesus was living, that was the the last word he told Christians to do that we have to evangelize. <laughs> All right. You want more pastors? All right. Um, I, I think we need more pastors because people have problems. People have problems. And uh, the pastor is the one who's going to take care of the sheep as individuals, as human beings. And you realize that when you have a sound mind and all your problems are solved, you can even teach yourself and you can be established. And the, like you also said, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. The apostle come and begin, then you go away. The evangelist will evangelize, you go away. The teacher, he is, though he's teaching, he's not compassionate. He cannot deal with particular problems. Then the, the prophet, he doesn't even know you. He just says that, says that. But the pastor is the individual care. <laughs> All right, for the teacher. I also think he's a teacher because um, 
if you look through the Bible, it's like the preaching and teaching brings um, out whatever, the, the healing, um, salvation and everything. It comes through preaching and teaching. And if you look at Matthew chapter 6, 7, I mean, the length of the, the, the whole um, conversation. Jesus Christ sat down, he taught the disciples. It is... And it is the disciples that started the early church. And because they had time with Jesus Christ, he touched them, no? So they were able to deliver the work. So without, without preaching and teaching, it did not happen that way. I remember when Reverend Adeboye came. I mean, he, he, he gave us the quotations and all those things. He said that it is preaching and teaching that brings deliverance. Preaching and teaching that brings salvation. It is that one that will bring healing. When, when, um, when the... Um, healing wave have come and people have gotten healed and all those things. If they don't understand the thing, they will lose the healing. So it is the preaching and teaching that brings the thing. Amen. Alright. And now the prophet, the prophet, the prophet, the prophet. When we talk about the prophet, we are talking about the fear of the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Now, all that they have said, especially what Amzi was saying, before Jesus Christ sat down to teach the disciples, even the way he was born was fearful. Hallelujah. He was born, he, I mean, he had a virgin birth, and that was fearful. And then you also realize that for certain hardened unbelievers, before you can win them, they need certain sensational things to happen in their lives. That's the only way you can get certain unbelievers to be saved. Just talking and teaching them is not the only thing, but it's the first step, the way you begin. You need something fearful. That's why I believe the prophet is very important. All right. Well, all the candidates have presented their... <laughs> manifesto. So let's vote again. Apostles, stand up. Let's see. Apostles. Alright. Prophets. You can only vote once. Prophets. Alright. Evangelists. Alright. Pastors. I'm very surprised. I'm very, very surprised. You people, you don't value us. We won't come for your outdoorings anymore. We won't come for your funerals. We won't come for your weddings. We'll just teach you. We'll teach you. Right. Familiarity, familiarity, familiarity brings contempt. Teachers, uh, all right. It seems that teachers are. Put your hands together for them. You may take your seat. In fact, I'm really surprised. And you don't care for your pastors. You want apostles, teachers. Huh? Hallelujah. All right, now we are going to begin our prayer. The last point, um, spirit, in it. Okay. Why the Holy Ghost is important for the mega church? Seven reasons. Number one, because the Holy Spirit is likened to rain. Number two, because the Holy Spirit causes separation and scattering to stop. Is that not so? What verse is that? Jude 19. These be they 
which separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. So one of the signs of having not the Holy Spirit is this separation. You get what I'm saying? Be afraid of separation. Amen. Amen. That is why we have camp meetings, so that we can come together. And everybody should put it on his calendar to come to the camp meeting every year. Do you understand? That's why even sometimes at the headquarters, we have meetings with the headquarters pastors and the metropolitan pastors. That's why we have meetings. Because there is a law which is called the law of degeneration. It is at work in you, whether you like it or not. You are always degenerating. You are always getting spoiled. You are dying as you live. You are getting older every moment. You understand? So, the law of gathering together and meeting together fights against the law of degeneration, which is destroying. So, as we part company, we go away to our various influences and we are exposed to different things. And as we are exposed, these things have an effect on us. But when we gather together, you get what I'm saying? The Spirit of God and the presence of God quenches those things which tend to spoil and degenerate and disintegrate everything that we are trying to achieve. Amen. Amen. So you can go out of the church and you gradually begin to lose faith. You gradually begin to not believe so much in certain things. You gradually become someone who is not having a certain mind as you used to have it. That's why we can be together today and have a certain mind. And then after three years of separation, five years of separation, we are totally apart even in our minds. Our minds are working differently altogether. And that is why we need to keep coming together. That's why every big church, they always have an annual gathering. So we have our shepherd's camp and we also have our homecoming convention which will be in November, first week in November. And that is all of us come together for a convention. Amen. From everywhere, as many as can come, buses, everything, just come together. That is homecoming. From the regions and everywhere, even internationally, they will come, if they can come. Are you understanding? But the reason why the shepherds come, date always keeps changing. It's not our fault. It's the strikes of the universities. As we are standing here, we cannot plan next year's shepherds camp from today. We cannot say it will be first week in August because the students may go on strike when they come back. Legon may go back. Tech may come and go on strike and involve everybody else. There may be a coup. There may be anything. Pardon? We are getting our own university. That is one of the reasons why we need our own university. Start with a big hall and then we start meeting. Amen. Are you listening to me? So this, this camp meeting is very important and there's a reason for us to come together and it revives us, encourages us and lets us move on in a certain way. Are you listening to me? Are you hearing me? So the Lord, the devil wants to separate you. He wants to separate. And let me tell you, physical separation is near to spiritual separation. That's why I said those who come and go far you get what i'm saying by choice usually your heart is also far yeah just like judas physically they were eating and judas said he's going to do something so 11 people were in one room and one person was somewhere spiritually too all the 11 were going a particular and the one was also it's because what works on the inside comes on the outside after a while are you listening to me so the law of separation you know and that law is the devil who do, doing it all the time these be they who separate themselves having not the holy spirit next reason oh the holy spirit causes more prayer to be possible through tongues speaking in tongues amen charles come and give me your, what you shared with me just now this brother is called charles he's from central african republic our church in central african republic amen 
And uh, just whilst we were praying, you know, just after the meeting, just a few moments ago, he came to say something. I'd like him to say, greeting to you in the name of Jesus. As Bishop was praying in tongue, it was exactly between um, 1, 12 to 15. He was speaking a language that nobody understood. He didn't speak in tongue speaking. I understood it was the language spoken in, in Zaire and Congo. And the first one... <laughs> the word he was saying was Likolo, 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 which means heaven. He was calling heaven. He was calling God the Father through heaven. And then he said, Ebele, 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 which means let it come down, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, too much. And then prophetically he said, Aye, 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 it means it has come down, it has come down, it has come down. Amen. So you had it. It was fully meaningful and clear. Thank you. The language was Lingala. Lingala. All right. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. <laughs> Wonderful. That's a good testimony. So the Holy Ghost, when you are speaking in tongues, you are saying something. I say you are saying something. And, and this man said that exactly 1.12 in the afternoon and 1.15 when we are praying, then he began to hear these things. You know. And I remember myself when I was praying, I just happened to look and I saw him smiling. And he was looking at me. <laughs> I didn't know why he was smiling. And I just continued praying. So the Holy Ghost helps us to pray more. And we are going to pray. This camp, I tell you, we are praying. We are praying. How many want to pray until you are speaking Ligala? <laughs> now this is the second time this thing is happening in a short while. The last time we had a convention for the roses, and there was the Norwegian one. And now we are moving to Zaire and Congo. So we don't know where we are going next. <laughs> Angels are going to appear physically for you to see, I tell you. Amen. The next reason why the Holy Spirit is very much involved in the creation of a mega church is what? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of loyalty. And we remember we studied and we looked at how the Spirit does not speak of Himself. Let me add to that point. Thereby creating a gathering. And then into brackets, right, Pastor. Short-term effect of the Holy Spirit. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 17. And be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit amen in other words or that is to say be filled with the spirit of god amen are you listening to me now you see when you look at this thing closely you realize that um uh, he's trying to say don't be drunk with wine you get it but rather let the holy spirit do what wine would be doing? You get what I'm trying to say? You get what I'm trying to say? So you realize that the Holy Spirit is also, he's being linked to wine. I mean, they could have separated the two statements. But he said, be not drunk with wine, but rather, huh? wherein is excess, but, so but be filled. So the word but means that it's linked to the first statement. It's not a separate like, don't be drunk with wine. Full stop. Everybody don't drink. Okay, don't be drunk with wine. Amen. Now let's go to the next point. But be, uh, be filled with the Spirit. All Christians should be filled with the Spirit. That is not what he's saying. He's saying, don't be drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. But rather, rather, rather. In other words, there is an alternative. Instead, 
instead of the effects that wine would have had on you, let the Holy Spirit have those effects on you. Why do people drink wine? Anybody who has drank before? Isaac, what do you, why do people drink? For excitement. excitement. So re- short, one of the first short-term things that the Holy Spirit will do for you is excitement. So instead of allowing, now it can, you see, if it was today, Paul would have, writ- Paul would have written, and be not excited with, and he would have probably used other things, not only wine, but maybe drugs or food. There are some people who, whose main thing is food. They are filled with food. Sleep. There are some people, if Jesus comes to preach, you still sleep. Whatever it is that has an effect on you. Some people, it's music, music, football, whatever. It has that intoxicating, exciting effect on you. And Paul is saying that instead of letting that thing be the source of excitement to you, let's switch over to another thing that has the same abilities to excite you and to do whatever wine would do for you. So number one, excitement. You can also get it from the Holy Ghost. Number two, why do people drink? Okay, now these are the, the drinkers are telling us here that to overcome, to overcome fear. As I tell to be able to speak. Some people, boldness. Some people are saying boldness to overcome fear. Well, I don't know. I have to listen to whatever you tell me and believe it. Okay? So, some people become uh, bold, bold by doing it. They overcome their fears. And God is saying that, you see, you don't need for the wine to do that. There is something else. Inhibitions are moved. Something that has the power to take over. To take over. Eh? So, another effect that the Holy Ghost has, he can take over. Huh. You, don't, you don't get it. Those on stage. To take over. He has the power to take over. Amen. 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 To take over. And then he can. Wine has the ability to take control over you, of you. They can take control. So the Holy Spirit has the. And for a short while. That is why people fall under the power. That is why people laugh under the power. That is why people weep uncontrollably under the power. That is why people go out unconscious under the power. Because there is something also that has the power to take over, take control, excite you, intoxicate you. Another thing that wine does, it, it, it's addictive. You can be addicted to drinking. And God is saying everybody wants an addiction. But God is giving you a replacement. to be. Only 17 people want it. Receive it. Receive it. It's an addiction too. How many want to be addicted? Huh? Addicted to the Holy Ghost. Only 17 people want it. Receive it. Hmm. Addictions. People are addicted to football. You know all the footballers in the world. You know this one's from Milan. This one is AC Milan. This one is... Uh, Bayern Munich, this one is Manchester United, this one has been transferred, this was the price, this and that. Those are the things that excite you. They intoxicate you. They, you are addicted to football. When it's time for football, you can't pray. You can't go to church. When they are playing football on a Sunday, woe to you if you are having church service. When they are playing World Cup and you make a mistake of having a convention, I pray for you, pastor. You need more anointing to gather the crowds. Because people have their different addictions and their intoxications. Something that has the power to stimulate you. <laughs> Stimulation. Stimulate. 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 What does it mean to stimulate? Stay up. There are people who drink and they go to parties and they perform. And after that, they go and sleep. When you tell them the next day that this is what you did at the party, they say, I don't remember. Highly stimulated. And they do things. That is why sometimes when we minister and we do certain things and we preach in a certain way, people see us. Uh, one recently I was at home with my, my mother and then some of her friends were there. And then I came with my wife and I sat down quietly. And those people have been... Coming, some of them have been coming to church and some of them have been watching. 
on TV. When I sat down quietly, I learned that my mother told her, he is very quiet when he comes home. <laughs> he is very quiet because, you see, when you see me under the stimulation of the Holy Ghost, and when you see me under the influence of the Holy Ghost while I'm preaching, it's different from when the stimulation is gone. I become very quiet. It's like when I'm preaching, it's like I'm possessed with the Holy Ghost. So she had to explain to them that he's very quiet. <laughs> he doesn't, he can't talk. Because, you see, they have been seeing me preaching. So I think when I came in and I sat down, maybe they thought, that, yeah, I was going to start. Okay, this, this, that, that. No, I just sat down quiet. They asked me whether I would drink, so I said, yes, please. That's quiet. Amen, eh? So these are the short-term effects of the Holy Ghost. So God is telling us, instead of wine, drugs, cigarettes, food, sex, some people, anything that is wearing skirts, you have to have it. Huh? Anything that is wearing a skirt or trousers, uh, or the other way around too. <laughs> Some sisters, anyone, anything that is wearing trousers. It's not nice. Somebody gave me a call and told me that one of my church members is in the hospital. One of my main members. I said, why? He said, it's confidential. I said, what confidential? I said, what is confidential? I said, what it is, is confidential. I said, what is it? <laughs> and they told me it is it. It is it. It is that there. May member. It is it. They said that but when you ask them, they will tell you that it is malaria or typhoid, but it is it. It is there. Hmm. So, how did we get into that? Huh? Stimulation. Sex. Yeah. That's why we teach about sex in detail. To help you to realize that there is nothing new that you, you can't have or you don't have. So there's no need to follow something in a skirt or trousers. Amen. 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 So, brothers and sisters, don't allow yourself to die early. Now sex is associated with death. Very closely associated with death. Yeah, they are now walking together. Sex and death. When you have one, you may be having death. Hmm. What do you think? In, 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 in Zimbabwe now, they are having a shortage of labor because there are so many people with HIV. They, they don't have workers. So many places are either closing down or Barclays Bank was closed down in Zimbabwe. Yeah? Because HIV, no, it's as serious as that. It's as serious as that. Closed down because the number of workers, yeah, one out of four. So one, two, three. Eight. One, two, three, eight. One, two, three, eight. One, two, three, eight. <laughs> so if you want a stimulus, uh, marry. If within the marriage there's no stimulation, see the marriage counselors and reinvigorate your marriage. That is all we can do. Amen. Oh, you don't think so? Yeah. That is why we teach about it. We try to develop it and understand it and teach more. Somebody said, ah, Lighthouse, why do they only preach about sex? <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate. So, don't get HIV. Amen. Next one. Your stimulations, isn't it? Excitements, influences. Long-term effects. Now, the Holy Spirit has got prolonged effects when the anointing is upon you. You begin to see these effects. 
Amen. 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 Now, after a while, when the Holy Ghost is on you, you begin to have certain patterns coming forth. Everybody say pattern. You begin to have certain cultures coming forth. Are you listening to me? Are you hearing me? Yeah. You begin to have certain ways being made clear as a result of the effect of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. You see, short term, we have excitement, stimulation, influence, something that can even take over and make you do things physically which you wouldn't normally do. I've seen people laughing in the spirit. They don't, they can't control. I've seen people cry, weeping. I, I myself have experienced that before. You, 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 you are under, it's like something has taken over. People fall under the fire. do not understand up till now. I, what we need to do is attach some electrodes. Dr. Brown, maybe we should do that. We have to attach some electrodes and connect you to an ECG machine. An ECG machine and an EEG machine to see what happens to people when they fall under the power. That's what you think. It's an experiment, it's research. To find out what, because there are people who come and say, I won't fall. Then they don't know why they fall. Then they are very determined. One lady was telling me she was determined. She said that she had been prayed for many times, but she has never fallen. So she came to the front and when hands were laid on her, before she realized she had fallen down, she said, ah! I'm very surprised because that's never happened. So she stood up and said, then I said, I wanted to pray for her again. And I prayed for her again. Then she went and she was very surprised when she got And this time she stood like that. She is not going to. As soon as I laid hands, she did it. She went down physics, straight down like that. You see, and people cannot understand because there is a power, real power, that can take control. It's very real. It's a very real thing because the Holy Spirit is real. We were just here speaking in tongues and then you can hear the Holy Spirit is leading us to speak in languages in, in, in Gala or Igala. And other languages and saying various things. Saying various things. A real force. A real human. I mean not human but a real person. That comes to walk in the midst of the people. And influences them. Changes them. Does things to them. And, and it's something that can excite you. Can stimulate you. Can influence you. Can even take over. I, I just heard this testimony. Maria Woodward Etta. One of the. You know we have Catherine Kuhlman. Then we have the four square gospel. What's her name? Um, Amy Sabama first. Then we have Maria Woodworth Etta. That's another woman. She was dancing like that. And she just got suspended in the air like that. And she stayed there for 72 hours. 105,000 people came to see her for the three days that she was suspended like that in the air. And then after she came and she continued preaching. She thought she was in the same service that <laughs> when she was suspended over there in the spirit. She thought she was in the same service. She didn't know. Papa Hagen had described how he would be preaching and then suddenly he would just enter a cloud. He said he would be preaching and he'd see the cloud coming from the back. You see the cloud coming from the back. Like that. And then the cloud comes and takes, then he goes somewhere else. Then when the cloud comes, then he'll, 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 he'll be wondering. Then after, he didn't know even what was happening. He asked. Somebody, you know, said, oh, there was a time when you were preaching. You became very anointed. It's like the preaching became to, because he didn't know what happened. When the cloud came, something else happened and he was taken somewhere else or something. But during that time, see, the Holy Ghost took over the person, hand, body, soul, and spirit. And was not preaching. So that person who was preaching was really not a man. Sometimes when the preaching is coming there, it's coming for you like that. Pa, 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 pa. God is just coming to you and talking to you personally. Amen. 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 So it's very, very, very important for us to know. But then, after a while, you see, it's not only the spirit who can do this. Evil spirits can do things. There are people who have false spirits. And I remember there was a man who had this same, who was like a prophet. He went to somebody, told him, your father left you a diamond ring. And that diamond ring is in the second drawer. It is wrapped in a white paper, white cloth, in the second drawer at the corner. And he told him, 
Is it true or not? And the man said, it's true. He said, there is nobody on earth who knew or could know that that diamond ring, which was an inheritance he had received, was over there. And you know what? When the gift worked, the man said, God says you should give it to me. And the man was afraid. He went and collected his diamond ring and he gave it to the man. And the man went to the next town and continued. Then later they realized that the man was a homosexual. You get what I'm saying? So the point I'm trying to make to you is that you can have these manifestations, but it is not the Spirit of God. But with time, certain traits and trends begin to come out when it is the Holy Spirit anointing. Amen. And as we pray for the Holy Spirit to fall upon this church, certain lines are going to be established. And certain lines are going to be drawn. And you'll find that the church is moving in particular trends. And a certain culture is going to come into the church. Are you listening to me? Tell the person next to you, he's talking to you now. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.